The term kudzu salesman in the South is usually accompanied by several statements of disdain for the former profession. About as useless or as dishonest as a kudzu salesman are normally terms reserved in the South for one of the worst government-used car salesman jobs that was ever created. The kudzu project of the 1930s exemplifies everything wrong with big government and bureaucracy interfering in people's lives and sensible farming practices. Both Southerners and non-Southerners alike identify with kudzu as a symbol and incorporate the plant into our daily cultural expression, mostly including the language used to characterize and understand social and environmental change. The voracious plant itself has been called mile-a-minute vine, foot-a-night vine, miracle vine, the vine that ate the South, porch vine, telephone vine, that damn stuff, etc. In Georgia, the legend says you must close your windows at night to keep it out of the house. Folks say if you leave your car parked too long in one place in some parts of Alabama, you might not be able to find it. As bad as the vine is hated, the people that got everyone to grow it are hated worst. Kudzu's history in the U.S. began in 1876 at the Japanese pavilion of the Philadelphia Centennial Exposition. The pavilion was covered in part with a vigorous vine bearing fragrant violet-purple flowers. Many who saw this newly introduced Asian native admired its beauty. Since it was not hardy in areas with extremely cold winters, kudzu became popular only in the south, where people first planted it around porches. The quick-growing vine provided screening and pleasant-scented blooms. By the early 20th century, Botanists were noting the potential invasiveness of the species, but few took heed. Kudzu was seen as a soil-saving plant in the South, where much of the land was historically devastated by the over-cultivation of cotton and tobacco. Soil conservation was becoming a concern, and by the 1930s, the U.S. Soil Conservation Service was a strong advocate of kudzu. Their research had determined that the species could control erosion improve soil quality because of its nitrogen-fixing capabilities, and even be harvested as cattle feed. The government paid Depression-poor farmers $8 an acre to plant it, and the Civilian Conservation Corps planted 73 million kudzu seedlings along roadways and other disturbed sites. By the 1940s, kudzu clubs formed to honor what was becoming known as the Miracle Vine. Memberships in the South exceeded 20,000, and three million acres of farmland were planted with kudzu by 1946. As kudzu began to proliferate, the federal government realized that it may have created a problem, amazing, and took action. In the 1950s, kudzu was removed from the government's list of recommended cover crops. In the 1960s, research began to focus on how to eradicate the species. In 1970, Kudzu was officially declared a weed, and in 1997, its status was upgraded to noxious weed. Kudzu continues to spread. In 2000, it was discovered growing wild in Oregon, the first infestation of kudzu west of Texas. It remains to be seen how far it will range. In New Jersey, the cold climate kills the vines down to the ground most winters, slowing its progression. The thick, woody roots survive, however, and the plants re-sprout in the spring. In Summit, New Jersey, a patch of kudzu thrives on a hillside at Reeves Reed Arboretum, 
and has been there for at least several decades. No one seems to know how it got started, but it is said some Southerner must have done it as a terrorist act to get even with the Yankees for the Civil War. Too bad that there isn't some good old boy gardening at the White House. Ha! Wasn't it in the movie Logan's Run that had a picture of the White House covered in kudzu? Or was Ernest Borgnine just hanging out on the Library of Congress? But I digress.